0: Hello and welcome to Church Wiggins Daily Reflections for Lent 2021 entitled Encountering God in the Wilderness. My name is Wynne Jones. I am a local missional leader in the Northwest Hub. Today's reading for Sunday the 7th of March 2021 is taken from the book of Job, chapter 1, verses 6 to 22. I'm using the New Revised Standard Version. One day The heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. The Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not put a fence around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand now and touch all he has and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, all that he has is in your power. Only do not stretch out your hand against him. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day, when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were ploughing and the donkeys were feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell on them and carried them off and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, The Chaldeans formed three columns, made a raid on the camels and carried them off and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came across the desert, struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are dead. I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, fell on the ground and worshiped. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoing. The subtitle of today's reflection is Does God allow suffering? One of the greatest difficulties we ever face in life is coping with suffering, especially when it touches us personally or the people we love. History shows that some Christians once held a view that if you really love God and do your best to serve him, your life will be free from suffering. Such a notion circulated for thousands of years. Thankfully, today we know how absurd such a notion is. Absurd because, as we know, sometimes the exact opposite is true. Suffering can impact our lives at several different levels, and those levels often overlap. Our physical health can be affected, our personal relationships may be lost, damaged, or destroyed, our emotional health and well being can be afflicted by stress or depression, our spiritual lives can be tested to the extreme. As we fight spiritual battles. Many people are burdened with suffering and if suffering hasn't darkened your doorstep to date then strap yourself in because just as sure as night follows day suffering will visit each and every one of us at some point during our lifetime. Suffering reminds me of the song from the old tv advert for martini Anytime, time any place anywhere. Suffering shows up uninvited often when we least expect it In all shapes and sizes, big and small. Some suffering lasts a short time, while other sufferings never leave us. If you are currently weighed down with suffering or troubles, then the Old Testament story of Job offers hope. Suffering is a central theme of Job. The dialogue which constitutes the major part of this book focuses on the question, why do the righteous suffer? Job was a righteous man who served God with his whole heart, yet he endured suffering to the extreme. His possessions were destroyed, his children were killed, his health was ruined. Job didn't understand his suffering. His wife and friends didn't understand his suffering. Job was tested to every point of his being, emotionally, physically, relationally and spiritually. If you find yourself asking the question, why am I suffering? The book of Job may still speak to you today. The book addresses the question why does God allow his people to suffer? However to fully explore this question we would need to review all 42 chapters of Job and then by looking at each of the characters in the story we could unpick what happened to Job and why. More importantly we might also learn from the reactions of his wife and friends of what we shouldn't do when suffering hits our lives. Our reading shows that Satan, in his usual arrogant way, said to God, but stretch out your hand now and touch all he has and he will curse you to your face. Give him his due. Satan knows that in lots of cases, suffering causes people to fall away from God. Satan destroyed Job's possessions. He killed his children. Satan ruined Job's health. And he wants nothing more than that to bring about the same level of suffering in our lives too. He has only even int- intentions in mind for us 1 Peter 5 8 says your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour Satan wants to destroy our faith he wants to ruin our relationship with God he wants to break up our families he wants to wreck our lives Satan attacked Job for a spiritual purpose he wanted Job to turn his back on God satan works the same way with us today he wants us to doubt god as the father of lies he will lie to us about god satan whispers lies to us to get us to doubt god you know the sort of thing if god really loved you you wouldn't be suffering like this when we listen to his lies it's so easy to fall into satan's trap these are the times when we begin to doubt god We get frustrated with god we raise our fists to god we feel abandoned by god and this is where satan plays the long game he doesn't expect us to drop our faith instantly no he likes the process of drifting drifting away from god gradually but steadily it might start off by not reading our bibles as much as we used to we may stop praying on a daily basis Little by little, we fall away from weekly church attendance. We drift away from our Christian friends. The way in which we think and live our lives begins to change. God becomes less important to us so that we eventually begin to live our lives as if we were never Christians in the first place. I think Satan revels in the current pandemic. Lockdown regimes, required as they are, undoubtedly lead to isolation which in turn leads to inward lamenting and sadness. Closed churches enable worshipping habits to be broken. The process of drifting can begin to take root. Therefore, we must continually reach out in fellowship to anyone we know who may be starting to drift. We must keep them close, despite the difficulties we're currently living through. Despite Satan's powers, never forget that he had to seek God's permission to test Job and that God set a limit on what Satan could do. In our sufferings, we must remember that God is still in control. That God is aware of every instance where Satan tries to bring suffering into our lives. Satan can't touch us unless God allows it. So there you have it. The sensational headline and answer to our opening question of, does God allow suffering? Yes, God does allow suffering. But why? Well, suffering tests our faith. Suffering reveals the quality of our faith and it allows it to deepen. When we're suffering, our relationship with God is our safest and greatest refuge. In short, God wants us as close to him as possible during our sufferings. Like a mother nurses her suffering child, so God too will take us in his arms and comfort us. Job learned that when everything is stripped away, all we have is God. No matter how bad life gets, God's love and his grace are always there. God gives us his presence, his word, and his people to help us in our trials. So when we reach our lowest ebb, and can no longer hold on, then that is the time to shift our focus. Change our focus from personal weakness and replace it with a focus on God's strength. The prophet Isaiah proclaimed, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Even when our prayers are weak, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. A contemporary worldview sees weakness as failure, weakness as defeat and shame. In God's kingdom, weakness appeals to his mercy. Remember, more than one third of the Psalms are Psalms of lament, in which the Psalmist lays bare his weak, angry and fearful heart, yet notice how the majority of these prayers move from despair to hope. Prayer changes our perception of reality and reminds us of who God truly is. So when you wonder how you can possibly hold on, the answer doesn't lie within you. The answer lies in prayer and God. Like Job, suffering will undoubtedly test our faith. Suffering can strengthen our faith, or suffering can shatter it. One thing is sure, that in our season of suffering, it will be a choice we will all face. Let us all take comfort from he who suffered more than we could ever conceive of. He who still bears the scars of crucifixion. Whatever we're going through, he stands with his arms wide open to both comfort and to carry us through as he whispers in our ear. And this too will pass. Amen. Let us close this morning's worship with a short prayer. Dear God, you know and understand everything. Even when I feel ill, afraid, lonely, anxious, sad or stressed. Help me to trust you because you love me and promise to be with me always. Amen. And may the week ahead be a blessed and peaceful one for us all.